newsletter, April 2023. A belated thank you. It was November 1966. I was sweet 17 and lying in bed recovering from a tonsillectomy. Transiting Neptune was one degree from my ascendant. One effect of that transit was that I just had my first and only experience of knockout anesthesia. Another, far more important one, was that I was about to discover serious astrology. As I lay there in my bed, nursing my sore throat, my Scorpio mom came in and asked me if she could get me a book to read. I asked her for an astrology book. I think she was a little surprised, but she didn't have a problem with that. I was blessed with an open-minded family. A couple hours later, she returned with a paperback. It was a silly sun sign uh, astrology volume aimed at the sorts of teenagers who were not destined for careers in rocket science. Uh, I won't name the book because I try to avoid blaspheming against other astrological authors, but it was truly terrible. I devoured it anyway. I could tell that there was something real going on behind the obvious pandering and stupidity. If I were a fish, I'd have been toying with the worm, not quite sure if I was actually going to chomp down on it. In for a penny, in for a pound. I finished that book, and I asked my mom for another one. This time she picked a winner. She brought me one of the dozen or so books that have actually changed the direction of my life. It was called Write Your Own Horoscope. The author was one Joseph F. Goodovich. I never hear anyone refer to it or him today as a contribution to the astrological vocabulary. It's mostly forgotten, even though it was actually the first astrology book to sell over a million copies. Thinking back, Write Your Own Horoscope wasn't really much of a book, at least by my present standards, but its impact on me was monumental. Unlike the typical sun sign fodder that was everywhere back in those days, what Goodovich did was to go through each planet in each sign, paragraph by paragraph. I learned that I wasn't just a Capricorn. I also had Mars in my chart, and its meaning was shaped by the fact that it was in Aquarius. Meanwhile, my mom's Mars was in Libra, and that was a different beast entirely. I began to see the deeper system behind astrology. I began to see how it actually worked. I soon swallowed the astrological worm, hook, line, and sinker. I did nothing but read astrology books for the next 20 years, and oh, oh yeah, I went to college too. No one could major in astrology in those days, so I majored in the nearest thing I could find, which was religion. Sadly, I never met Joseph F. Goodovich. I only started speaking at astrology conferences in about 1986 or 87. He died in April 1989, so we did briefly overlap in astral world, but our paths never actually crossed. I regret that. I wish I could have thanked him for the gift he gave me, and especially at a time when I really needed one. I, I guess that's what this newsletter is actually about. It's really just a belated thank you. A moment ago, I said that Goodovich and his gift came to me at a time when I really needed one. As I mentioned earlier, Neptune was approaching my ascendant. 
Any slow-moving body hitting the ascendant always marks a fork in the road of life. Decisions are made that shape one's future and bridges are burned behind us. With Neptune, there's also a feeling of being lost, or, or to put that same idea more encouragingly, there is a need for a new vision. For me, despite my sciency academic tendencies back in those days, it was time to commit to a more metaphysical path. Before Neptune left the orbs of my ascendant, I'd become a religion major in college. I was also a subject at the then-famous Rhine parapsychology labs at Duke University. And of course, given the times, psychedelics were opening my eyes to all Neptunian. Neptune left its indelible mark, in other words, even now, many, many decades later. I'm still happily in the grips of the wheels I set turning when I was 17. By the way, if you want to know more at a technical level about my take on Neptune transits and how to work with them optimally, have a look at the Book of Water or, or the Book of Neptune itself. Back to Joseph F. Goodovich. Most of us have read books that had a big impact on us. When that happens, we all often feel a sense of a special connection with the author, even though typically it's someone we've never met. We know that with our flesh and blood relationships, the connections between our charts are always extremely revealing. What about with authors? Does synastry still work, even with relationships that aren't direct? Well, here's a, a bywheel, which you can see on the, in the text version of, of this presentation, bywheel of Joseph Goodovich's chart arrayed around my own chart. Many connections are immediately obvious. Here I am, over a half a century down the road, thanking the man for a generous gift he gave me, one that changed the direction of my life. Note his Jupiter sitting less than one degree from a conjunction with my own son. Thank you, Joseph P. Goodovich, or Joseph F. Goodovich, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you, Santa Claus. There's a face of Jupiter. I might also add that our moons and our Venuses are both in conjunction too. That's the strange sense of rapport and familiarity that I've always felt with him, even though we never actually met. Now, he impacted me through his writing, obviously, and no surprise, there's his Mercury, just about three degrees from my Scorpio ascendant. Three degrees is close enough to call it a conjunction, but I also love the 12th house dimensions of it. They bring us right back to Neptune and metaphysics. Write your own horoscope is not a metaphysical work. It's really everyday descriptive astrology, uh, but it ushered me through that metaphysical door. Soon I was reading the British theosophical astrologers, Ronald C. Davis and, and Charles E. O. Carter primarily, and they led me into far deeper waters. Here's where it gets weirder. Joseph F. Goodovich's lunar south node is in the final degree of Capricorn. That places it almost exactly in conjunction with my own Mercury. Is there personal karma between us? That's what the nodes are about. Uh, it's certainly a possibility. Keep perspective, though. Naturally, we all have lunar nodal connections with a large portion of the Earth's 
population. That doesn't mean we have personal karma with all of them. Before I leap to an interpretation of any such configuration, I always need to see a certain green light. And that green light is the presence of some complexity or depth of actual relationship between the two people in the present life. Then I assume, yes, there is some karma between them. Did I have that kind of complexity and depth with Mr. Goodovich in this lifetime? And more generally, do any of us have that kind of connection with authors we've never met, but who changed the direction of our lives? I don't know, but I'm open to it, at least in this case. With Goodovich's south node on my own Mercury, I wonder if he was my teacher in a prior life. He certainly played that role, at least indirectly, in this life, and karmic patterns do tend to repeat. In the formal methodological language of evolutionary astrology, I certainly presented a Mercury face to him in a prior life. When a planet forms an aspect to your south node, another person's planet forms an aspect to your south node, that's the face they presented to you in the prior life. That's what you saw when you looked at them. So was I Joseph Goodovich's student? Well, that could be true. What about his teacher? That could be true too. For many of us practicing astrology today, this is not the first time that we've had contact with the craft. I wouldn't call astral world a family. It's more like a tribe or even a collection of warring tribes sometimes. But as usual with we humans, the roots of the present story go back a lot further than most of us imagine. It would not be a big surprise for me to learn that Joseph F. Goodovich and I have had prior life contact in the small world even over the millennia of astrology. Anyone reading Write Your Own Horoscope and comparing it with my own writing will quickly see that my acorn landed a good distance from his tree. My work is very different than his, in other words. But nothing delights a good teacher more than seeing the student take the teachings and run with them, creating something fresh and maybe something even deeper. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So thank you, Joseph F. Goodovich, wherever you are now. You made a big difference in the life of a 17-year-old kid. Thank you.